I would recommend that you talk to your CPA if you have one. There is going to be a line item for your deductions when you make your deductions on your tax return. There is going to be a dedicated line for this, but make sure to ask your CPA about it to make sure you're getting the benefit. The Small Business Rundown is the official podcast to the National Federation of Independent Business, the member-driven voice of small business. NFIB and our members advocate to keep America's small businesses strong and independent in Washington, D.C., all 50 states, and the nation's courts. Welcome to the Small Business Rundown, a bi-weekly podcast with information on independent businesses' victories and challenges in Washington, D.C. and state capitals. I'm Adam Temple, NFIB Senior Vice President for Advocacy. We're constantly getting questions from small business owners about upcoming laws, compliance, taxes, and other changes impacting their business. So today, we want to spend some time answering our most frequently asked questions to provide information to other small business owners dealing with the same issues. Here with me to provide expert insights and answers to your pressing questions are Jeff Brabant, Vice President of Federal Government Relations, Elizabeth Melito, Executive Director of our Small Business Legal Center, and Holly Wade, the Executive Director of the Research Center. Jeff, Beth, and Holly, thanks for joining us to answer questions from small business owners. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thanks again. Between the many webinars, member service departments, and emails, we've received multiple questions from members and listeners of the podcast covering a variety of topics. I'll start with a few for Jeff about NFIB's advocacy. Specifically, Jeff, how does NFIB decide which small businesses on which to focus? NFIB's mission is to help our members own, operate, and grow their independent businesses. Mm -hmm. So we tend to focus on issues that are most important to small and independent businesses. And the way we do that, we are a member-driven research-backed institution. So we actually ballot our members twice a year at the federal level and once a year at the state level with questions. We ask them how they feel about pressing business issues at the federal level. Usually those are tax and regulatory issues. So if we get back 70% on an issue, that empowers us as lobbyists to go ahead and lobby on those issues. So that's a little bit about our process and how we pick those issues. Right. And can you explain how NFIB recognizes members of Congress as guardians of small business? Sure. So that ballot process I just explained helps determine our key votes. And what a key vote is, is something we issue ahead of time to members of Congress to show this is one of the most important issues we work on. And we have a ballot that says, hey, 80% of your members want this. We're going to say, hey, Congress, 80% of our members want this. Can you go ahead and make this a key vote? And we're going to go ahead and make this a key vote. So Congress will do that. We'll have about maybe 10 in the House, 7 or 8 in the Senate uh, every couple of years. And when we have that, if you have an over 70% voting record, as a congressman or a senator, we will say you are now eligible to be a guardian of small business because you have had a pretty good voting record with us. All right. Thanks, Jeff. And turning to the, some of the issues that small businesses face on a daily basis, Holly, we keep hearing about job shortages. Why aren't more people looking for a job? Sure. That's a great question and a question that we talk about all the time related to the labor shortage that small business owners are experiencing and have experienced over the last number of years now. And to put it in perspective, we've had a tight labor market before COVID, and now it's just exacerbated the problem with a huge disruption in the labor market where we saw a large population of early retirees leaving the market, the labor market, and not enough entering the labor market. And so this massive disruption that we've seen is going to take a number of years to normalize and have it be more even as far as applicants applying for those open positions, but that exodus of early retirees was a huge shift in the labor market and demographics of who's available to hire and fill those open positions that a lot of small business owners still have. Right. 
And Holly, we got a lot of questions about the recession. Is a recession going to happen? And if so, when? So that is the discussion that a lot of economists have been trying to grapple with as far as, you know, where the economy's headed, what type of data out there suggest whether we're slowly entering a recession, whether the economy is still supportive of all of the consumer spending that's still out there. And right now, with the labor market still being as tight as it is, employers still increasing compensation to attract applicants, but also keep their current employees. There isn't a lot of indications yet that we're headed into a recession. Certainly, the Federal Reserve, with increasing interest rates and keeping them at a high level for as long as they have, you know, they're looking to rein in inflation and have that kind of proverbial now soft landing or no landing, as some are talking about now. And that seems to be the case of where we're headed. You know, there are no red flags currently that anything is moving towards what we would normally or typically see in a recession environment. But again, you know, it's difficult to predict these things. But right now, it doesn't appear that we're there or see any troubling signs. Okay. And Beth, you recently hosted a webinar on a newly passed law that went into effect, the uh, beneficial ownership law. We received a lot of questions about it as a result from that. So how do I know if my small business is required to report beneficial ownership information? Great question, Adam, and we are receiving a lot of questions about the beneficial ownership information reporting rule, and this was a rule I want to make clear that NFIB did oppose. This was in the Corporate Transparency Act, and you know we were out there and we opposed the rule, but it did take effect on January 1st, 2024. So the Legal Center, um, as part of our educational component, um, is working very hard to educate our members on the requirements under the law, and essentially the rule... um, is going to affect an estimated 30 million small businesses, including an awful lot of NFIB members. Um, You are covered if you are an LLC corporation or a partnership, so a business entity that has to file registration with the Secretary of State, and you have 20 or fewer employees and 5 million or less in annual gross receipts. So you can see why this is going to impact an awful lot of NFIB's members and why we're working very hard to educate our members about this filing requirement. Mm -hmm. And another question on the same topic, how do I know if I fall under any kind of exemption? Uh, Great question. We have a lot of resources on our website, so you can go to nfib.com slash legal. Um, We recorded a webinar in January of this year that will be very helpful We also have links to the U.S. Treasury's Small Entity Compliance Guide, and NFIB has a great fact sheet, too, that sets forth some of the exemptions. Oh, wonderful. All right. And lastly, on the same topic, who can file their reports on behalf of a company? So there is not a requirement that a beneficial owner file a report on behalf of him or herself. Anyone in the business can file the report. And in fact, a lot of businesses are using outside counsel or CPAs. But again, you can go on the website and file the report for your business yourself. It is an online portal, um, and you just click through the different screens. Okay. Different topic, but something that we're often asked by small business owners is how can they avoid debt collection issues with future customers? So that's another topic that we get a lot of questions on. Um, And for that reason, we have resources on our website, again, about uh, debt collection. So Mm -hmm. we usually offer a webinar every year or two. So we've got webinars on debt collection and 
probably more importantly, avoiding debt collection. Um, and maybe I should back up a little bit too. Uh, the legal center runs a support line. And so debt collection, this is where this, I think the, this topic came from, yeah. why we, it's one of our frequently asked questions, um, is from the support line. Um, we know that this is a big problem for our members. And that's why we actually have a debt collection guide on our website that we've put together and why we do frequent webinars on debt collection because it is, you know, it's problematic for small business owners. But we have resources, including a sample collection letter that might be useful to Wonderful. members out there too. So great question. Thank you. NFIB members continue to point out that credit card swipe fees seem to be getting higher. Jeff, where does the Credit Card Competition Act stand, and what is NFIB doing to advocate for our members? Well, in order to advocate for our members, we are supporting the Credit Card Competition Act and actively lobbying Capitol Hill to consider it. And this legislation will bring competition, which will uh, hopefully lower uh, credit card fees for our members as they continue to rise, as you discussed. So right now it's stalled out in the U.S. Senate. Uh, there is still some hope that it can move this year. So I would encourage you to fill out an action alert and tell your story. Your stories with this are very valuable. And the more senators and congressmen that hear your stories about how you are impacted by credit card fees, the more likely they are to act. So uh, it's a little stalled. We're going to continue working in Washington, but we can really use your help to make sure members of Congress are listening to you and you can tell your story. All right. Here's a simple one. Are my taxes going up next year? Uh, at the federal level, no, as of today, Congress is a fickle beast. Things can change. Uh, at the state or municipal level, I can't speak to that. You know, we have a lot of different members in a lot of different states, counties, municipalities, and a lot of them, depending on where you live, have taxation authorities. So the beautiful thing about NFIB is that we not only have a federal presence, we have a presence in the state and a presence in the courts. So we are fighting for you at all different levels. And as a small business, how do I get the often talked about small business deduction? I would recommend that you talk to your CPA if you have one. There is going to be a line item for your deductions when you make your deductions on your tax return. There is going to be a dedicated line for this, but make sure to ask your CPA about it to make sure you're getting the benefit. All right. One related to advocacy, I filled out an action alert that you talk about all the time, but how does that really help? Stories are the most important things we can bring to members of Congress. When I go and I lobby on an issue, they tell me, well, that's great. I'm hearing from you, uh, federal lobbyists, but I want to hear from people in my district. And when they see, oh, this is a story from uh, uh, Toledo, Ohio, and you're in Ohio Congress, we're like, oh, I, I was over in Toledo the other day, and I, I know where this person's business is. I know the story that it really hits home to them, and it makes them think about how it affects their community. So when you have stories about how communities are effective, they're often better than some of the great numbers we bring to them as lobbyists, which also help explain one side of the story, but having that personalized story and how it affects their home communities really helps give them the whole story from a member. Excellent. That's a great reminder of the impact small business owners have when they share their story and all the ways we use it to advocate on their behalf. I want to thank all three of you for joining us again today to provide listeners with some answers to important questions. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me here, Adam. Great to be here. Thanks, Adam. A link to take action and sign NFIB's Main Street Tax Certainty Act petition will be in today's show notes. Also, if you'd like more information on the beneficial ownership law, there will be a link to watch that webinar on demand, and you can also listen to the previous episode of this podcast. Our next episode premieres on March 7th, where we're providing listeners with guidance for creating or updating their employee handbooks. We'll also be answering more questions from our listeners regarding this topic, so if there's anything you'd like to ask, go ahead and send us an email at podcast at nfib.org. We look forward to hearing from you. 
And now I want to thank you, the listeners, for joining us on today's Small Business Rundown. We'll be back every two weeks bringing you news and analysis from Washington, D.C. and state capitals so that you, whether you're a small business owner or a supporter of one, can continue to blaze a trail. The Small Business Rundown is brought to you by NFIB, the voice of small business. You can find us at NFIB.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn.